do this. Yeah, it's give. I'll give in until ten seconds. Here's the thing: Do we say? That oh we yeah, I'm gonna, I'll do the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll mention it. Hello, and welcome back to the Brothers Book Club podcast. I'm Travis Wood of thestumped.com. On the other end is my brother Ryan Wood. Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo. This is round two for us. It's the first time you're all hearing this, but we've had some podcast issues. That's the life of an amateur podcaster, I think. Welcome to the the world. Yeah, welcome to the world of podcasting. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, we didn't get too far. So this is truly going to feel like the first time. It's going to be just as wonderful and fresh and uh, exciting as the last time we did this. Just as special as the first time. If you did not listen to our first episode, then you are not our mother, we love you, Mom. Hey, Mom. Hello and welcome back. Um, we'll give a quick rundown of what we're doing here. This is a pretty traditional book club podcast focusing mm-hmm. on in-text references and not just getting drunk on wine and then laughing, which real book clubs that do that are admirable, but yeah. that's not what we're here to do. Yeah. We're here to really dig into something uh, that we've read. We announce our, uh, those are good book clubs for real. That's everyone should be in a wine drunk book club that I really doesn't. To, I need to get in one of those. Yeah. Just like a fake kind of, we're only tangentially here about books. We're mostly here about getting wine drunk on like a Sunday. Yeah. Very noble. Um, but we're here to really dig into something. We announce our books at the uh, beginning of every month, and then the last day, which will be today, the 31st of March, yep. we will release our take, our podcast. Uh, this month's book for March was Hot House, which was a science fiction novel released in the 60s. I actually learned that it was um, released as short installments of short stories, and then it was just published as one collected novel, basically. Yep, yep. three-parter. Yeah, yeah. So that was our book, and that's the preface, man. Let's dive right in. Let's get uh, into it. One of the first segments we've been starting with is a fill-in-the-blank activity, which I've twisted a little bit uh, for selfish reasons this time. And this week, or this week, this we can't do a book a week, right? Let's not try. I can't this read month, that fast. <laughs> I know. This one was already, we were already dragging to the finish line for this one. Not that it was a bad book. I just, I, I get turned around. I'm like reading four books right now. It's, yeah. Yeah. So, the uh, the the fill in the blank for this book will be Hot House would make great album cover art for blank insert a group band whatever artist uh, that that does not mean for reference the cover art that you have I just mean the contents of the book yes the the happenings the you know the yes. visuals the imagery of which there's a lot a lot to uh, process there. Yeah, a lot to take in. What do you think? Which group deserves uh, Hot House as its cover art? I'm going to jump straight into, well, one of, and we're going to talk about this obviously, but one of the most interesting characters, for not even a character, in this book, uh, spiders have grown to be one mile in length they are basically and they so that is basically the most terrifying thing that you could probably imagine it's like any i think for many people for many people uh they can like eclipse (laughs) they can block out the sun that's like how big a spider is in this in this book so if you just took that and put that on the cover of say I don't know some metal, some metal band. Say it's like some new metal band, Norwegian. and they're yeah. yeah. So they call them traversers, and I right. I can just imagine 
the the most terrifying looking spider on that's pretty much the only image that you need a one mile long spider yeah yeah the biggest spider you've album, ever seen album name i think uh, if there is not already an album name arachnophobia then metal has failed that has to be the whole enterprise has failed yeah, that has to be it just uh just covering the globe half of the globe yeah yeah as it were it's a spider world they, yeah yeah that's pretty much my um my my hot take I, I can't even really place a band i mean no band is worthy <laughs> well the, the name traverser seems like a metalocalypse uh like a death clock mm. kind of album mm-hmm. like I yeah can, yeah like, uh tr- like traverser it's about a spider <laughs> who can traverse <laughs> traverse as a concept album yeah traverser yeah, uh, well, it's definitely got concept written all over yeah, it. Yeah, high concept. But let's hear. Let's I had hear written yours. down. I, mine, I wrote this selfishly because I had. I think yes, the progressive rock band from the '60s did use this book as cover art inspiration at some juncture. Probably. It is maybe though. Yeah, it is a little more g- gentle. I mean, yes, is uh, most of their album covers are a little more gentle and serene than this book yeah, very- which is you know like violent and yeah yes so i think it would work as yes is kind of reunion we hate the world we we've still got it although i don't think they would ever make that album <laughs> this would be perfect cover art for that for the revenge album it, yeah the- it's like uh put a little rough edge spin on it and that could yeah, yeah. easily be the uh the comeback right yeah the the tough yes album cover art mm-hmm. That's what we deserve, I think. That's what all the fans need. That's what every. That's, that's right. What everybody yeah. and also yeah. nobody is asking for. That's right. Yeah. No one does. Anyone want to hear brutal? Yes. <laughs> I mean, the, I, to be fair, they have that. It's the progressive metal I regularly listen to now. Mm-hmm. That's the evolution I've gone through. Yep. Uh, just listening to harder yes-like records. Um, but yeah, their their art is usually a bit more uh, gentle. It's a lot of flowing water, and yep. you know this waterfall rushing off into a cloud, and this is there's this rock that looks like a spire twisted like a candy. It's yeah, it's all very kind of peaceful. But th- this would not be that. But I still think it would fit. See, and that's where I thought this book was kind of going to go. Going in, uh, I basically knew two things about the book about the plot. One that the Earth has stopped rotating and now that half of the globe is in perpetual sunlight uh plants have taken over it is a full-on uh literally a hot house and yeah yeah uh, knowing that going in uh the book takes a very very interesting brutal uh turn very game of thrones-esque where characters just start just dropping like flies or like termites or like termites who or the uh beetle I, the beetle creatures <laughs> i forget all the names the names we will be banding around like i don't there are so many different vegetations that were made up for this there's a few i remember of course but I, yeah you can just approximate there, it yeah there's <laughs> some uh beetle creature uh, yeah uh if, if that that we'll talk about that because yeah it takes a very um Everything has a very cute kind of elementary name to it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. But 
a nice contrast. That's the only reprieve you'll get. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. We'll 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 get into the names later because there's there's a yeah. lot of them too. Definitely. So that's uh, that's a good setup, as any. That's that's the hot house premise. Um, we do some questions, and I think we'll let's jump into these because I think questions will naturally get some conversation sparked. Yeah, I've got a I've got um, a few. I'm gonna and I'm gonna quickly like delete this email I was just sending to Yes's tour manager. <laughs> Idea for a new <laughs> album, please, please read. Market urgent, Market urgent. Uh, yeah. With we need this, we need this to happen. Well, I think um, you'd mentioned the a lot of the plant life. It is a, a of Earth has become a p- land of plants. Of he, this guy <laughs> Brian Altus, the author, uses the word vegetable in about every conceivable yes. way as an adverb. It's probably a verb at some point. It's a nat like everything is vegetable. Every, it's vegetation. Yeah. Everything has gone the way of the vegetable. I kind of forgotten that that word can be so like ambidextrous yeah. in a way that it's just, you can just say whatever is vegetable. It's a vegetable now. Um, it's vegetating. There's vegetating. Yeah, it's vegetating. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, adjective. Yeah, it's it's all yep. in there. The though the story in the story, some of the main characters, if you want to call them that, because there's two characters that kind of emerge as the you know the ones we follow for the most yep. part. Um, they they encounter a lot of different creatures, races. You can't even really call them races because you can't tell if they're human. They they seem to be. There's that's another topic of maybe dispute, but there there are beings of communication. We could say that they can communicate yes. with. Um, ver- with language, uh, Odd- oddly of those, enough, yes, yeah. Of those, did any of them strike you as the most human, or were there any that you thought, uh, well, other than the main characters, which I think are just named to be some human ancestor, millions of years of you know of evolution, blah blah blah. But did any of the other creatures they encountered strike you as uh, particularly sympathetic or human? Um, the uh, I think the obvious choice, and this is you know. Early on in the book, basically, as 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 characters start being introduced and also simultaneously killed off, um, you were introduced to what Aldis calls uh, flymen, which are to me, yeah, they're just yeah. kind of mutated, mutated humans, but also, mm-hmm. well, it's revealed that they, they are. are that well that yeah from they they go to the moon <laughs> yeah. It, and what they believe is their ritualistic it's death time, because the the humans of this time think once they reach a certain age, go, that they can, just need to go to, go the, up. to, to the yeah, top, to the top, die or go away. Yes. And as it turns out, they just take a journey to the moon. <laughs> of, they traverse to the moon yes. with a spider, and then they. I think the. I guess I'd go. We'd have to go back and pull it open, but I think they kind of discuss it as. It's like an immediate mutation yeah. as if their bodies like are adapting to the no gravity. Yeah. It's like a, but I think it also has to do with the radiation. The sun has grown. Oh the, yeah. The sun has yeah. grown. Right. Uh, it's basically, and you know, it, we, we get to find out later in the book that it is very close to the time. And I mean, very close. It could also be millions more years, but the sun has started to die. So it has grown in size, and the radiation uh, has a very strange effect on, well, not only plants, but also animals and humans. And as the humans make the trip up to the moon, because now, of course, the traversers have spun webs in space 
to right, the moon. Right. That is the, <laughs> yeah, they have brought through their web weaving, they have literally taken it, our climate or taken our the moon. Yeah, they have brought vegetation yes, yes. to the moon. So they have created a bridge kind of, of, yeah, I in guess, like an offhand way. Yeah, you know, was, not, it was yeah. unintentional, but through their, through, right, through their travels, right. they have offhand, they've colonized, yeah, they've brought the plant life and vegetation and everything to the moon. So, right. That, that journey with people basically, jumping inside of a gigantic seed and then having that seed attached to a spider and and Mm -hmm. being written up to the moon. Well, it is. I mean, if you want to dig into that, I mean, that's human in that that's about as literal a rebirth as you can have. I mean, if if they were people before, they literally go into a womb-like thing and then come out in the moon and then they're, you know, they're changed. So in yeah I don't yeah I think that the what they become those fly men is actually the closest thing to probably a person yeah guess, and it helps that we also know a few of them before again I forget the name the Poily or no Poily was the one who yes. died on the boat um uh, it was O was it Jelly O or Lily, Jenny O Lily Yo L- Lily O <laughs> Lily Yo there we <laughs> Yo thanks <laughs> thanks we for the a, assist yeah we got the name. I should have written oh, down. Oh, dude. Well, it's, it's, they're ridiculous names is the, that's, it, it was, and that's part of the fun. fun is trying to, uh, literally just keep track of characters. Yes. Uh, with names like <laughs> yeah. Lilio and Poily and, uh, yeah. And all, yeah. Gren is pretty Gren easy, is, admittedly, Gren the main is, character. The one we follow yeah, the most. The one who probably also, yeah, yes. Yeah. He has he has the hardest time, I think. Uh, really rough. Well, the lo- we were with yeah, him the longest. Uh, he's, yeah. um, he undergoes a very uh, almost ridiculous uh, conquest. Is he? He gets his his story is absolutely <laughs> insane. Yeah, I would for me. I this question I think has two answers for me, and I one of them is the fun answer, which is very early in the story when all of the humans in the initial pack because they travel in these kind of mating groups. Yeah. It seems like in the initial pack they're moving around the growth of their continent where they live, and they're trying to hunt and just survive. They pass a. Uh, a line of termites. I think they're even spelled like termites that are more human sized now that have been one of the few surviving bugs and they, they pass them and it's God, I wish I could look it up. Full disclosure. I read this on my phone, so I don't have my, the normal quickness of like flipping back. I absolutely hated that by the way. It was just the most affordable way to get this book. But, um, there's a little moment when they pass this line of termites and they're kind of going in opposite directions and they essentially just describe it as like, they gave him a nod of the head kind of like, ah, fuck man, another day, huh? (laughs) Just like, I think that was probably the most human moment. Just like a little nod. I think they like, we're still alive, I guess. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Well, just (laughs) another fucking damn (laughs) shithole planet. We're just stuck. It's just always hot. It's so hot here. It's the sun is constantly beating down. I thought that was pretty great. That was a very human, uh, you know, moment. A little share and, of despair. Uh, the maybe, maybe the less pleasing answer though is the character they introduce at the almost the very end, whose name is, as in my mind, Sotil yes. Ye. Although I don't know if that's Who pronounced knows, correctly. Man. Who knows? 
the the dolphin thing on this page I'm reading right now, page uh, okay. 199. The dolphin thing Sodelier, who has enslaved three yes. people and then introduces himself by saying, indeed, I am not. I am known as the Sodelier, the greatest of all the Sodels <laughs> of the catch carry kind, prophet of the nightside mountains, who brings you the true word. Have you intelligence, woman? I, I it, that's a yep. human introduction Bingo. if ever there needed yep. to be one. That is- <laughs> yeah, call, call it biblical or ancient, but this is a person totally on their domineering, just yep. bullshit. Uh, and he, yeah, so this, I, we'll talk about, I guess, his role yeah. in the book at the end, or it's, yeah. I, I don't know, it's not gender, I don't think, so I think but the it, it, that immediately struck me as this is the most human-like thing we have met uh, immediately. <laughs> just in the whole book. <laughs> brandishing yeah. a title, like, oh, yes. I'm the mountain king. Yeah, sure. I am. Yes, I am. And it's it all has to do with uh, a lot of characters who are introduced immediately. Just want to know: Are you? Are you? Do you have any intelligence? Like, are you? Are do you know anything? You don't know anything. I know everything. I'm going to tell you what you do not know. yeah, that's yeah. It's interesting to frame it that way. We can let's jump to one of your questions and talk about the moral. Yes. Okay. Because um, I think that would be the immediate that that is kind of the first surrogate of knowledge and intelligence we get um, up until this point in the story when when one of the main characters, two of them actually, Gren, and then his initial kind of partner who came with him, a, a woman. Uh, oh yeah, poorly. She also receives this fungus. It drops on yes. them, uh, unknowingly, like unwittingly, yeah, kind of. And then it is some kind of mold. <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's a mold that begins to infect them and infest their brains. Yes. Um. So your your question specifically is <laughs> is the moral good or bad? Yes. <laughs> unequivocally, although this is my reading, but unequivocally bad. Yes. I think. I think the. Yeah. Go well, ahead. Uh, it's a very. It's a it's a basic question, but it it kind of so I I was thinking about it and what the moral is able to do and it when it's it first introduced it's a parasite it has attached itself yeah to yeah. Gren's body but also to his mind and the moral is basically able to access the history of humanity and kind of this is where we first get any type of backstory and how all the, right. how all this kind of how we may he, how he basically describes the end of humanity and how we've gotten to this point. The moral is able to kind of explain to not only the reader, but also to Gren and to Poily, uh, how we've got, how we've gotten to where we're at now, millions of years in the future right how humanity was able to rise and then eventually fall and what he helps what i mean as a parasite obviously it's it's basically feeding off of uh it's it needs gren and poily as a host they're the hosts and with it yes. the moral is able to i think when the moral first attaches it it realizes wow this host i will truly be able to uh like really grow. I've never been attached to a person like this human, you know, I'm able to access, we can become the most powerful, you know, beings in the world, basically. 
Right. It even, I would clarify too, it even goes so far as to, I don't even think imply, but state that it it, it was the first human brain because it says that when the planet was becoming too yeah. hot and humans were trying to figure out how to escape or survive, that literally their their morals, which would be your brain inside of yeah. your skull, were melted, were like baking because they were trapped by, inside of the skull, which was b- cooking, yeah. <laughs> cooking so, the brain, uh, yeah, literally. literally cooking it. So I th- it almost goes so far as to say, oh, this is, you know, in the millions of years since humans have, you know, almost gone extinct or have devolved or evolved. Yeah. Like, it, I was initially a part of you. I was your inside of your skull. Yes. Uh, so it's almost yeah. literal. It, it's literally like they pick up a brain. And I think if you interpret it kind of that literally, as the book, I think, strongly hints yes. that you should then what what changes what is introduced greed or at least it's amplified yes. his his need to uh yeah he just wants to reproduce he's never lies about it either parasitic and he just yep. wants to like accumulate and yep. spread but that means that gren is constantly fighting and this is you know where you can get into some human nature conversation which good sci-fi should do you know interestingly yes. and this was interesting but um it's it, He's fighting his need or want, rather, to settle almost or to be comforted. You know, look at his life before the moral. They're, they just wanted to survive. Yeah. They're, you know, in a small but unsuccessful maybe band of people that just – it's a survivalist lifestyle. Yes. It is their enduring nature. It's a they weird – know some of yeah, their enemies. matriarchal kind of very, very yeah, interesting yeah. tribe kind of uh, lifestyle, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And there are even times too where, where that initial life in the in the banyan tree that is a key, that is apparently one tree has conquered a continent which is pretty yeah, fantastic. Yeah, about it is uh, that's actually that's pretty image. sweet. Yeah, one, <laughs> the dominant tree, the one, ur tree. One tree. Uh, yes, literally just one. Their life in that tree does seem, you know, complicated, unsettled. They're never they can never kind of thrive or set a place yeah. for themselves. It's just a constant there's, wandering survival there's no, lifestyle. There's no but, chilling whatsoever. As they adventure away from it, this is after they, they, he's taken over kind of by the moral, but as they travel away, they find other hospitable, m- probably more peaceful places. There's the island where yep. they rest um, when he has the new uh, Yatmer, yes. <laughs> who he met from another yep. tribe or yep. another group. Um, but it, that's the probably the most poignant part of his conflict, other than when they're on the mountain uh, of symbolic yes. importance. But at the, in the island, he, they're explicitly comfortable and do not need have no reason to go they have a constant source Mm -hmm. of food and Mm -hmm. comfort and that is when it really first shows up that the moral is uh, that is the the part of people that cannot settle and i and his introduction i I think it's telling that by the end of the novel he has latched onto the sotelier the kind of pretentious wise one the one who's accumulated knowledge also not Not through through a parasite memory but through I guess also through memory, but from just being in the ocean and being safe in a safer yeah. environment and not basically not going extinct yes. or devolving. So I think that those two latch onto each other in the end. Well, I, don't, I mean, the ending has its own moments we could talk about, but I just think, I, I guess I said unequivocally bad. I guess I just mean unequivocally cannot stop taking for himself unequivocally human in aspiration. Mm-hmm. And it just made the, I mean, you could argue whether or not Gren and Yatmer are even human, really? Are they are they allowed to be full people? I mean, they communicate, right? Yes. Is that enough of a marker of intelligence? I, I mean, uh, but they 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 lack the dr- the the drive that human history has showed us. Uh, people 
of human <laughs> origin yeah. and power will inevitably show. I mean, yes. it seems. Uh, and so the moral is that for the, for him, for the story and he fights with it, like literally yeah. in pain. Um, yeah. and really, yeah. uh, towards the end. And I mean, again, spoiler alert, um, he's actually able to free himself eventually. Well, yeah, he wants to latch onto yeah. his he child. wants to, you know, yeah, it's, it's inability yeah. to just chill. <laughs> Uh, just chill. <laughs> you got to, to chill. chill. Yeah, check out check out the stump.com for our take on EPMDs. You got to Sweet. chill. I guess I should have thrown a little this plug in there. there. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we can self promote. I, I mean, mean, that's it's not like we're advertising no, for anody. Uh, sweet, sweet self promo there. I love it. Uh, yeah, I'll plug an ad for a real company before this ends. We need to start hyping. I mean, so, I don't know what, but what book would this crossover and advertise uh, well with? Some kind of seed yeah, company? They, uh, that- <laughs> any type of fertilizer or maybe... Uh, uh, right. Go to your local yeah. greenery. Uh, go to your Walmart's hothouse buy and something buy something. And, uh, yeah. Walmart. We'll wreck this planet. Yeah, yes. sure. Um, wow, I just lost my entire train of thought. Uh, yeah, sorry. No, that's that's okay. my fault. I'm not going to cut nope. that. In uh, but keep that in. Uh, the one thing about when actually when the moral is actually it's he's he's basically about to he's about to spread the moral to his child and in one false swoop, Sotelier and um, Yatmer are able yeah, to basically at the last second just let it drop into a gourd. And instead of instead yeah, of spreading, yeah. they've basically contained it. And Gren then has kind of this emotional like he has like postpartum. Like, is it going to be okay? It's it's kind of like he wakes up from a very bizarre dream. But he's also been then in turn kind of blessed with this whole this whole knowledge of humanity, and he has kind of a deeper understanding of right. of uh, right. I guess just everything he's kind of like well i think yeah we should just dive into the end then because the in the ending there there's two presentations of kind of uh, paths i suppose one is that you will follow the moral which is now on sotelier which is now they've met up with the flyman which as we stated is kind of a rebirth of the humans yep. from before maybe to maybe to some kind of new species or kind new of, state yeah. But they choose to, knowing that the earth is in ruin and knowing that it yeah. will die, they choose to essentially follow the galactic principle of life giving, which is that they're going to wander into the universe and try and find a new planet on yep. which to thrive. They're going to take yep. a traverser. They've used the moral to conquer and control yep. a traverser. And they're essentially going to go planet hey, shopping. Basically, hunting. like, you know, it's uh, it's the... <laughs> the yeah the final frontier they're going to they're going they're peacing out earth sucks <laughs> yeah <laughs> no yeah i mean they didn't go all the way to the darkness part of the earth that might be nice and cold i yeah, don't know take be. a nap i thought i thought the island sounded lovely it was rainy all the time yeah. it was cloudy you know they they figure out how to turn moss into clothing it sounded sounds cool you know, cozy yeah, sounds uh sounds like a yeah. place you could really settle down and uh live out the right. rest of your days uh, so then is so Gren though this is the meaningful part Gren chooses actively not to join them 
them. He and Yatmer yep. take their son and they say, no, we will stay on dying yeah. earth. You know, he, and I think he quotes back at them, which I'm going to pull this one up quick, but he says, you know, you have told me just now that we have many generations before yep. the earth dies. Yeah. We will stay. It says not immediately, not for many generations, but certainly yeah. it will end. And so Grinch, so is his the enlightened decision then? You know is what? that how you yeah, read it? I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like, it's, it's an acceptance, I guess. You know, it's like, well, the earth, yes, the earth is ending and the sun is, the sun is expanding. And one day nothing, you know, this will not exist, but we have, we've got a little bit of time. And I think it's kind of like, yes, it's happening. It's ending, but not right now. And yeah, their decision to kind of return to the forest is, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's kind of just like a, well, he says his own justification. He says, I'm tired of carrying or being carried Go and good luck. Fill a whole empty world with people and fungus, <laughs> which I thought was a great quote. I wonder if no, I picked that a, one that for is, later. That that's one. a great with quote. People and fungus. That's about, <laughs> as, it's about as backhanded of well wishing yeah, as you exactly. can have. Um, although, yeah, I don't think he reads it that way. But yeah, fungus no, hardly. Like, but I think he did mean it as like a like a kind yeah. of a, it's a well wish for sure. <laughs> And that, well, and then he says, you know, you the he the the Sotelier or the moral says you are always difficult to deal with. You yeah. don't know what you're doing. Yeah. That, that must have been the moral. And then he, he Gren says that may be true, but at least I know what you are doing. Mm. Which I think can be interpreted a few ways, but yes, to me it seems though the ending I don't think paints either As decision. The, yeah. Either right or it, wrong. It, yeah, I, well, they they do describe it at the end as the the solemn blues of space. Those are the yeah, literal final words. Um, so so it does seem that it is they're going off to something kind of nothing where nothing is promised that they are maybe chasing yep. something fleeting and but I think maybe the critical thing then that is Gren it has made an enlightened selfish yes. decision. I suppose he has he has full yeah. knowledge and now he makes the choice to stay fight yep. survive kind of go back to square one um, where you know well yeah but now he knows of his history and the morals but i don't no. think he doesn't seem to care i mean who knows what yeah. he'll teach his son who knows what he'll you know tell him about humanity you know, millions existence. of years ago humans yeah. or yeah. billions well this this yeah. child yeah. basically it's and it's interesting because in the the, the humans in the story have kind of de i mean they've They've evolved, uh, and it should be noted that I mean, there, there's. I think they even call, yeah, they call it devolution in the book. They say the, yeah, you have they're green. Evolved, they're be. like half the size of what humans are today, and you know their speech is limited, and they've basically, they've basically just gotten farther and farther down <laughs> in the food chain. So it's not they're they're and they right, he right. makes a note of pointing it out multiple times that you know the hum the humans fall from grace is kind of like you know they've it's yeah it's very like it's their survival instinct has kind of taken over and that's what he chooses in the end is to just go back and he says he's tired but it, he's like he's choosing the most exhausting well, it's, it, it, he's tired yeah. of being told uh, that he's tired of following or carrying yeah. or being carried. 
I think it's an enlightened. I mean, you could call it like an enlightened selfishness. I didn't bring my philosophy no. books into my room today, but I, <laughs> I think there, that's got to be a term from something. I, th- I think I remember that. It's one of those college, For you know, sure. it's like buried in your mind. But it's yeah, it's like a knowledge, a knowing, self-serving yep. decision, um, in the most positive yep. way that that can be framed. Um, that's yeah. I think the ending there. There's much to discuss. Uh, let's bounce to another question, though. We we got Easily. time for a few more of these guys. I want to actually. I'm going to pluck another sure. one of yours. I'm doubling up, mostly because I don't want to miss this part. We haven't talked about it at all, and I think it was one of the as far as the the feeling the book imparts and the moments of just rich, like really visceral yes. vegetation. Uh, this was my favorite. It was the, the no man's land part. I thought was the mm-hmm. most outstanding. You were wondering um, which environmental detail or species would seem the most ridiculous yes. or the most understandable. I think for me, the the no man's land, the the vegetable raging kind of endless fight was probably the most uh, poignant moment. Um, and I think th- there's a couple lines that stood out. I think to me, the one there are two when they kind of introduce it. Um, one of them is when it says the whole sea developed mouths mm-hmm. to meet it, which is just such a grotesque. A lot of this stuff is just grotesque and in a very fun yeah. way. It's not like it's, you know, it didn't make me deeply disgusted, but it's the, the over abundance of life has crowded out any sense. It's just the it's, lashing. It's constant yes. reaction and death. And yeah, the whole sea developing mouths to meet it. Just it's, that's just such a consuming, really kind of, yeah, kind of terrifying, image. but also, um, yeah, it's every, yeah. and yeah, the no man's land part is interesting to me because it's basically, it's like, that's when you learn that not only the plant life, the vegetation has taken on, like, it's, it's like unformidable. Like you can't, you can't even, there's no attempt to even try and fight it. It's like the sea, along with some of the plants have it's just like a constant consuming. Like there's just no stopping it. Like this, the, yeah, they call it a, a battle raged yeah. without generals. Yeah. For eternity. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. That's spot on. Uh, it's like the seaweed takes on a life of its own and it can just like pull you down and just consume you. Like, um, and another, and even it's, it's almost, it, this is a quote that I also really loved. It says, nature, sorry, nature was supreme mistress of everything. And in the end, it was as if she had laid a curse mm-hmm. on her handiwork. I, it's you, Nature cannot d- defeat herself unless all life ceases. And this book makes it obvious that is not that far oh, from, yeah. there's definitely life, there's activity. But it is if, you know, it's just a vicious self-loathing and self, you know, it, yes. it's just constant hurt by, from nature yep. to nature, you know, it's just brutal. Um, I guess you could maybe make some kind of case. Uh, it wouldn't be in like, a, you know, something pretty like planet Earth, but you could make a case that, you know, maybe nature pre-humans was that way. It, yeah. Impossible to speculate, of course. There's another yeah. thing for the philosophers, but yeah, it's it's definitely a kind of state of nature and you just watch nature just, turn just brutalize in, into its itself. most like violent form. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I oh, and then for me, I, to answer the question itself, sorry, I just that moment I think that that section has the best 
you know, if you come to this book for for plot and story, like yeah, but if you come to it for just a, a world, a setting, yeah. it is you know tremendous and very rich. Uh, the No Man's Land part, yeah. I think, I thought was the best of that. Had the had the most unique and eerie, creepy beings and growth. I loved the uh, the, the willow. I think that's. Yeah. I mean, for for an it. Yeah, for for an image that flips the connotation. I mean, a willow is like the yes. soothing tree, right? It's you like the most it. lazy looking, <laughs> d- dangling parts, and it's like it's like the willow is it's always smoking chillest. weed. It's always it's, yeah, about it's to the play acoustic of guitar. All the plants, and he, well, yeah, and all this is, calls it. Yeah. I think it's literally just called the death willow. Isn't that what he? Isn't that? Isn't that the? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm trying to pull a quote, so but yeah, something, the willow something has like evolved that, yes. into basically the most metal out of any of the plants, and its roots. It, not only is it, it can it attack you. Not only can College it. It's over, man. It stopped going to fish concerts. It stopped smoking. Started it going to uh, and it's, like, it's like picked up like crack. It's like uh, it's on the it's on the hard drugs now. Yeah, this is the introduction. Yeah. yeah, or Killer Willow, you're right. Uh, the Willows were a living example of the, the intensity or the chaos. They had copied the sand octopus and by doing so had become the most invincible yep. beings along the dreadful coast. Killer Willows now live submerged under the sand and shingle and then only occasionally showed. that. Yeah, I pictured them because they walk yeah. on their roots. They <laughs> oh, scuttle. Yeah, plants. They like move about and then they just slam down on any yep. movement, anything that, you know triggers its movement will just get absolutely caught and they wrap their yes. they can use their roots to yeah. wrap and suffocate things it's basically like um and they get you know they, of course they encounter like near-death experiences with most of the plant life but the will the willow does seem like yeah. it poses yeah. uh the, the the craziest threat and it's it's basically you basically realize that um, at this point, plants not only plants have not only evolved to basically consume anything around them, but in this case, I mean, just imagine a tree walking around, living, living, breathing, walking, just destroying everything. Which, to be fair, there are some trees that actively, or I think there are more plants that actively capture prey now. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know them specifically, but I think those are, yeah, this is just such a <laughs> a realized, humanized, I think anthropomorphized, right? There, there's a word. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I know, right? And they're $10 yep. word of the day. SAT <laughs> word of the day. Yep. No, yeah, that's, no it's, it's crazy. Like the, uh, yeah, the, the killer willows for me were probably the most interesting kind of mutation. Um, yeah, yeah, there's, and there's tons. And yeah, it's every, every page, and this is also a good right. uh, segue into just the the names, like uh, the names that Aldous gives to these like mutations, without even really going on to explain like why they are the way. Right. One of, one of the great principles of you know, I, this isn't just sci fi, but writing is like you know, show don't tell. He just names and then doesn't exactly. tell. Exactly. Like. <laughs> This is the name of a thing. If you can't picture it, then and too bad. You do your yeah, best. Then you're, then you're just, you know, then you're just lost. I mean, the, there is like really no science behind it. It's just, it is what it is. Take it at face value and, and moving right along. 
That's right. That, right. That was one of the, uh, the funner, the funner things about this book is like, don't even try to understand what this thing is. Just know that I'm calling it a burner. And if you don't know what that is, it's too bad because we're talking well, about part, something yeah, else. Part of the joy is that I've set the tone as the as the writer, and the tone is everything <laughs> dies and nature is consuming itself with yep. vicious fury. Yeah. And so, you know, whatever a burner needs to be in your mind, it's you make it, it whatever it needs it to be. It is what it is. Um, let's do one more question, and then we'll have to kick it over and end with some quotes and other things. For but, sure. Uh, final question, the, probably the only section that stood out that baffled me uh, was the mouth, uh, the black mouth, which is I'm pretty certain a volcano. Yes, and they yes. they meet up with their Gren uh, is taken over by the Moral, and so is Poily. Yep, or po- yeah, Poily. and they they meet a tribe of eh, pretty much humans. I think they uh, call them herders. They're herders. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they've learned to hunt certain animals that live near the volcano. Yes, but they're they're drawn to this mountain. What did you make of that moment? It's really bizarre. They basically. And again, they're introduced to a character. I forgot the name, but he's like, he's the singer. And they're, it's almost like a siren-esque. When the black mouth calls, there's like, it's almost like a, it puts everybody into this like bizarre trance. And yeah, yeah, it causes a stampede. Literally just like makes things, yeah, crawl out of like the vegetation, just basically like, it kind of just sounds like a mad dash to like, yeah, that's, I, yeah. And that's basically the whole, like, then they almost die. I mean, they're getting like basically sucked in by it. It's like, it's, yeah, they want, they go into a rage. It says on page numbers on the phone, people, it's a fool's errand. 108, page 108, (laughs) whatever that means on this phone. (laughs) God, I'm just, I hated everything about reading a book on a phone. Um, It says the open lay ahead of them framed in a canopy of foreground branches stood the distant black mouth, a strangled cry of what of admiration of horror was torn from their lips at the spectacle. They they make they don't even make anything of it themselves. They're they are just in trance. They're taken by it. They're they feel afraid. Yep. They sprint towards it. And it, I think it's pretty clear that some of the creatures that are kind of stampeding with them do jump in. I mean, inevitably to you know melt in the volcanic death. Yes. Um, I, symbolically, does the moment work for you? I mean, it, it, it what is this? Uh, what is this moment? You know, I I don't I don't know. <laughs> it's it's just kind of like. Well, I guess when you think about it as just like an evolution standpoint, the volcano, like it, it takes on like a really kind of a really like mystical kind of like weird, but then you're just kind of trying to visualize it and you're like, well, it's just a, it's literally just, you know, an open mouth volcano. And well, yeah, does this recall then you ever try and do the fun mind experiment where you, th- this is like, <laughs> man, this is definitely the college stoner episode. Yep. So welcome. <laughs> hopefully all you guys have found it somehow on your, however college stoners find any information, yep. but it does remind me of the kind of hypothetical questioning that like a college kid would do to just think something like, man, like before humans recorded history, like what did they think about the world or, you know, what did they think about natural phenomena? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, is this that then this is just, they've turned a, a an unexplainable, you know, yeah. 
bombastic event into something to worship. Yeah, they have they have a person whose job it is, like a priest, to sing at the mountain yeah. to appease it to kind of counteract the call. Yeah, uh, is is this that then? I suppose some kind of religious experience for them. They're I worshiping, so. yeah. or yeah, I think they kind yeah. of take it into, and it, I mean it. It's basically just like a volcanic eruption. It does say, I found this too, some personification for the day. Um, It says, over the edge of the mouth appeared three great long chitinous fingers, which waved and enticed them and kept time to the fateful tune. So it is hypnotically got them. And the fingers I I pictured to be, you know, lava drifts coming out, coming down, creeping down the mountain to pull them. And so maybe, maybe it is just them trying to resist natural things that they can't understand. Another sense that nature is trying to capture them in every way yeah and just yeah they're just kind of kill them yeah and destroy them ultimately but uh yeah they have a very a very intense spiritual (laughs) reaction to this uh to this volcanic eruption and yeah the right right dude who's basically yeah and it's like the way they phrase it he's like staring at the ground i think they say like his neck almost looks broken and he's doing this very kind of guttural kind of like synced up song that uh-huh. like, yeah yeah, yeah. well hey, if you've ever uh, tried to outsing a volcanic eruption <laughs> i think he's doing his best yeah. he's <laughs> he's right up there with the he best doesn't have insurance or anything yeah he's right up there with the best of them so yeah it's uh that to me it was yeah again i mean how can you even say like it's bizarre all very bizarre but i mean it's just as bizarre as riding a spider to the moon it's like uh i don't think it really it didn't have that profound impact uh uh-huh. on me it was just one of those like well that's fucking weird and it's <laughs> it, it was really one of the only moments where i just couldn't parse it i think somebody yeah it's it's got some things going on there's a lot probably in an archetype of a mountain well there is but of a volcano i don't yeah. know i need to read up read up on my literary history of volcanoes but it was yeah it, it does end by saying that they weren't allowed to suffer the privilege of being swallowed by the black mouth which i mean so i guess we, we can leave it there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, well, if only we all had such a privilege yeah, through the privilege not this time, did you, uh, get mowed down by lava or, uh, yeah. just throw yourself into an active yeah. volcano? Uh, that's right. Take me maybe, in. Take maybe me next in. time. Next time. Um, let's jump to some quotes, man. Some syntax celebration. This is the part where we pull quotes that we thought were well-written yep. or meaningful, you know, passages that stuck with us. I, I read a few that I already liked. Do you have one that you want to start I do, with? And it's probably the most lighthearted one in the book. Uh, and this goes back, there this goes go. back to, uh, and I won't even try to bother you with the page number because they are not. Yeah, that hurts, same. man. And uh, we're about the scholarship <laughs> here, but that's okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll put it in the, we'll put it in the podcast description. I won't let that yeah. go. Uh, this is page 82. And this kind of goes back to, uh, the matriarchal kind of the the interesting part about this book is that men have sort of taken a back seat and the women are the strongest uh, the leaders the but they they kind of prize the male characters and what they call the human um, the human men are basically yeah. their man children. And then at some point... Aren't we all, brother? <laughs> at some point, you become just a full-on man. And uh, there's one quote that I really liked where uh, a character named Veggie, 
who was in the original so the original tribe right, the original the, human yeah, tribe yeah. the original yeah. human tribe with Lilio and Poily and Gren uh, there's another and <laughs> he's <laughs> he's basically trying to justify his manliness and this is what right, he says yeah. he says I'm old enough to do it to you Poily you fat thing he cried hopping about and exposing himself look how I'm made just as good as Gren so he, <laughs> you get this visual of this like little kid basically yeah, being you like, wonder how any of them survive. Yeah, look at my junk. I can I yeah. can do everything that he's doing to you, you fat thing. Yeah. Millions of years and we just didn't Millions get any of years better. Of evolution yeah. and uh, men are still the worst. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we didn't make it. <laughs> hey, I don't, maybe there's some hope for Grant in the end. God, he's he at least, I don't know. Yeah, but Veggie, he Veggie bears the really, burdens of fatherhood in the end. That yeah, counts for something. That is true. Uh, yeah. But yeah, this one really. Stu- you read that and you're just like, man, that is a uh, that is such a ridiculous image. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty good. I there. I will say now, of course, at the end, there were a couple of times in the book that I just wrote a comment that just said "sexist?" question mark Because it's it's definitely. I don't know, we could define matriarchal for ourselves, but we're you know I don't think that we'd have to restart the podcast to do that. But it's yep. definitely yes. The the women have control and say they're the leaders. But there's a lot yep. of little. There's little descriptions of. I think it's, and again, when the moral comes in, I think he said, he thinks or says things like, you know, oh, you don't have the, oh God, I wish I could pull these up like intuition or there's enough moments where I thought, okay, what is yes. the, yeah, again, then, then you just have to look at what, what the moral kind of represents in the story. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it's a good point though. And that, yeah, that's a f- yeah, funny moment. It's a, yeah, it's really, um, yeah sexist question mark yeah. there are there are times i was like eh, okay i don't know uh, yeah and then you know you kind of think about it uh this book was written in the 60s by i didn't, i don't know a lot about to, brian to all this, this but... in a, to place this in a historical context is beyond the the reach of our podcast but no it's worth saying yeah that yes there are some definite i'm uh, also not familiar with his you know over yeah i don't know like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oeuvre, I, I don't know like what his general what this, this is the only book this I've ever read all about. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so i'm not but, really sure uh, what his politics were but yeah there's some real kind of um yeah backhanded old uh old world views of uh sex and uh like yeah. definitely the role, the male, female, it's, it's all very interesting in this book, but that was, yeah. that was yeah. to me a kind of a, it stuck out and it was just like a, yeah, just kind of a, a funny little line, but I think, sexist, um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it had, yeah. Moments of, yeah, we'd have to debate those, but, or d- discuss them, unpack them, but they, yeah. They're there. Um, yeah. they, they were. They weren't that interesting, frankly. It's probably just yeah. yeah some passingly like sexist remark. He's like, oh, okay, this is characterization. Uh, yeah. But it didn't. Uh, it didn't define the book. Um, no, and yeah, were, you know, the, the female character, the women in the story, uh, did define you know large chunks of it and were admirable in many ways. So for sure, yeah, for um, sure. Two more quotes are going to rifle through, and then we'll get to the emails, which will be brief. Um, there, the two one quote I wanted from seventy page seventy two was ju- yep. it's just a summary of the book. Anytime I see an author write in essentially a summary of their own work, it's kind of like yeah, I enjoy that. Yeah, <laughs> a little yeah. nod. Uh, it was death after all had many shapes. Everyone knew it. It was the way. That's yes. uh, essentially this book is an exploration of 
how things can die and in the various ways that they can be consumed by nature, all kinds which, of inventive, fun, which are vicious nature. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, no, frankly, there's not, I mean, there's a lot of death, but it's, it's more of the veg- vegetation eating itself. And then there's a lot of bugs and yeah, anyway, it's a, it's a great quote because there you find the characters saying that basically every time somebody dies, it's like, Oh, that person just fell. They're not coming back. They're dead. It's the way. And they're, it's kind of like a self-assurance. It is the way. And uh, you hear it. You read it a lot uh, because there's a lot of death. And uh, it's just kind of like a, a nice little acceptance that, you know, life is short. Uh, there are no guarantees any, any time in this book. It's just like a... Yeah, you're going to die some way, and that's how it goes. It sucks, but that's that's life on this uh, bizarre planet. Let's jump to my final quote, Ryan. Sorry for the awkward segue, everybody. There was a technical issue. It's Hilar- now been resolved. Hilarious technical difficulty. We, that, we are uh, caught in our own mire of a hothouse podcast recording right now. And it's if, and if it's this every man. <laughs> it's every man for himself. If we don't make it off into the bliss and comfort of the stars soon, if I don't leave on some weird, you know, spider creature in if the I next ten if minutes, I don't go up encased in a seed attached yeah. to a spider leg, it's <laughs> I all am over. just gonna snap. <laughs> um, all right, Fi- uh, final quote I wanted to mention that I loved uh, was near the end, and I thought it was a good uh, kind of summary of his condition. Uh, yes. And it said on two thirty one. Uh, Gren shuddered, admiring somehow the moral's excitement for facts, yet disgusted by his nature. Yes. Which is, you know, he the moral has human curiosity. He's orderly. You know, he's trying to systematize things. He's trying to categorize things. He's, yep. he's an intellect. intellect. Yeah, very um, much so. But in, in his nature, too, is just to propagate. And, and that, that is the part that Gren just rejects. Yeah, he just he, kind of, he never satisfies that in his mind. And it's kind of like he's balancing out, like, oh yeah, this this thing that's this parasite that's living off my body and feeding off of my brain. It's giving me all this awareness and all this stuff. It's cool, but I'm not cool with it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And you you and, have to wonder, even as the sentence is constructed. It's admiring somehow this characteristic yet disgusted by, I mean, that is his nature is to record. And I guess, is it saying then that the nature of something is its most base desire His most, you know, simple need is to, you know, reproduce and Mm -hmm. conquer to spread. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that is the, and that's the instinct that is not given to the, the humans, humans, at least in their, whatever, you know, their state is the green humans. Yes. The, uh, the new, the new human. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that's a comment or some kind of critique of people, people having this part of them that although our intellect is, you know, it's impressive and fun and, you know, we're making this damn podcast through the internet. Well, kind of, our our intellect being tested constantly during this recording. Your resolution, Um, surely. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's a nice, I thought it was a, for a quote at the end that kind of presents some of the main, um, issues of the book it's it's an intriguing quote it's kind of interesting too because you know over the course of humanity is you know as we understand it is uh humans have always pushed uh you know in a conquest to learn in a conquest to spread and to build 
these humans in Hothouse, Gren and everybody else, it's kind of like they've just stopped giving a shit about like furthering society and uh, well, I think even those that concept isn't even it probably hasn't existed it, for millions of years. Yeah, you know, that's, to, yeah, that's to what be permanent and social. Yeah, that's what kind of really hits home is that uh, yeah, it's humanity is just uh, as we know it, it. The the drive and the um, yeah the the will to go forward is kind of yeah it's totally changed. The outlook is entirely different. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a small. Some would say smaller. They even. I mean, that the the Sotelier, of course, in his condescending way, yes. calls it a dev- devolution. That things have devolved to the point where they're not they're not orderly anymore. They don't have yep. civilization. They don't have the you know intellectual accomplishments that the, of the past. Yep. And so that that to him or to it is of course a critique, and he finds them disgusting and base. Yep. And that's you know how he ends up enslaving to nonverbal humans, Cat. one of whom can travel through time, by the way, which we did not talk yeah, about. I mean, <laughs> there is that. There yeah, is, there's a time traveling. Uh, there is so much yeah. to this book. Uh, and yeah, we haven't even touched on uh, so many. And hey, that's an incentive for you, the listener, to actually pick this right. thing up. And like, if you yeah. really want to figure out what the hell we're talking about, it, it's, it's a good, it's a really interesting, probably the most bizarre sci-fi book that i've that i've read in recent recent memory for well, sure. we've done we've done our job yeah, yeah that's i thought it, yeah i thought it, for all things it was an intriguing read yeah uh, super now that we're in opinion territory let's jump to some emails of which we have zero please if you'd like in the future email us email us about the current book previous books whatever yeah. uh the email is still on the stump one at gmail.com yep. that is on the stump the number one at gmail.com. That's one word. Yep. Um, that's fine. I pulled some quotes from, and this time, so last time we went with for the Dark Dark Professional Reviews, which was easy, or which were easy to find because that book came out recently. Yes. This book is older, and I probably could have found some criticism, but I was feeling lazy. So instead, I pulled two quotes from random blogs, a WordPress one, a Blogspot one, yep. um, which is, you know, we'll engage with the non-professionals. We are also non-professionals. Yeah, that's, uh, um, that's a perfect summation of... Uh, our qualifications. <laughs> Very. Well, if this recording proves nothing else, yep. then <laughs> um, the first quote I so much hate, but that I had to pull it because, and I'll get into my own little mini soapbox here, but yep. I'll read the quote first. Uh, it says, "In the end, Hot House is an exotic adventure that, if approached any other way, cannot be enjoyed. Any examination of the hard science backing the story will quickly fall apart." Man, that's. To I have the same comic taunt that I have to every... Well, this is the tough thing, though. And I think in the science fiction lovers community, I I love science fiction, I read a lot of it, but there's always this... I don't even know if it's a dispute. There's a distinction between hard sci-fi is often the phrase, and then soft sci-fi. And so hard science fiction uses science. It is scientifically, if not accurate, it is... Yeah, it is here. It is interested in what do I do? I'm a physics major and I didn't get a job. Now I'm going to write novels, which I know that's a very negative way to phrase. I just, I find this criticism of any science fiction so ludicrous. I just can't wrap my head around it. We're not reading a peer edited journal of biology. 
or of so like I, w- this is literature, <laughs> not a pamphlet for a new science concept. I always find this, but this is why I also don't kind of, and I'm, I'm biased. I, you know, I have literary background yeah. and ma- literary major. And, yep. Um, so I have my own biases, but I'm, we're not making science here. We're making art. We're trying to make a novel. Yeah. Or, like this guy's I, This is such a ludicrous. Yeah. I, and I think that the story has, of course, issues. And we didn't even talk about the pacing. I thought the pacing was odd. It was. Um, it was very odd. Another, and yeah, and I didn't. And sometimes off-putting. And but it's it's true that it is a, a fun. I guess you'd call it exotic adventure. Very much I'd so. Pick a different adjective, yeah, but it is like much. it can be enjoyed. But to say that it can't be enjoyed any other way, you're right. As a scientist who wants to do analytical science work, if you're a biologist and you're looking for some new biological insight. Don't, that, don't read yes, Hothouse. This, this novel, <laughs> yeah, this novel written for artistic reasons will not fulfill you. Yeah. That is true. I, God, I just cannot stand this track yeah. of thing. I, it's it, a, a, a novel or any story can succeed or fail on non kind of, this also happens kind of in the comic community. I feel like they're uh, the comic book. Yeah. Is, uh, the criticism that often over relies on plots. Well, it's like, it's kind of like that could, did the thing happen? Yeah, that could never really happen. Like, <sighs> yeah, it's just the simplest, most uninteresting criticism. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I, I just had to pull that quote. Cause it's, I read that, you know, any of examination of the hard science, no fucking shit. <laughs> There's a mile long spider that has woven itself to the in moon. Space, man, we're like, talking read, about, read we're that. talking about space cobs webs here. We're like, uh, yeah, uh, could you read that for a second as just a moment of like symbolism or, or any other, any lens yeah, at all like, of the meaning of sp- spiders or phobia. I, there's so many ways you could probably try and read that. The least interesting is, could that like, happen? Which I got, I hate the, that question the science, so much. The it's, science behind it does not work. It, and <laughs> it, I'm sure this blogger is like, you know, very intelligent. It's, I just, that usually comes up in sci-fi because of how fantastical things get. And people, I've read some hard sci-fi that I kind of liked, but if at any point, I have to do – I should not need a physics degree to read your no. novel. I should need a physics degree to read your peer-edited physical you know, uh, hypothesis yes. and your published work and your exp- – yeah, yeah, like um, – yeah, I, again, I know I have my extreme biases in this in this region. Like, there, sure, people should be able to make fiction for physicists that physicists find yep. intriguing. That's fine. I just think then doing a criticism of something that is just like the science of this sucks. Like, yeah, no shit, the science in the Bible sucks. That book has lasted. <laughs> <laughs> that book is stuck around. Like, there are reasons we tell stories, and they're not all to convey yeah, science. Look, so, man, anybody, yeah, anybody can uh, be a critic. And this, uh, this, this, well, I, this, yeah, this way no, of looking I, at it is like. Man, it's so one tracked, and it's like just look at appreciate yeah. it for what it is, man. This guy. Well, I, don't, I wouldn't even have to say appreciate it. I think you come at the book. I think this is just the worst criticism. It's the least inspired, the laziest, and it is often for me as a person who enjoys literature and not so much hardcore science, the least interesting. I just don't get the appeal of that, that type of sci-fi. But anyway, yeah, if you're a hard science fan only exclusively, dude, yeah, this, (laughs) this book will (laughs) in no way inspire you. It will only only make you disgusted uh, by its, by its inventiveness and imagery. Uh, God, yeah, who sheer, wants to read that? Yeah, sheer, uh, uh, ludicrous. Uh, creativity. Yeah. yeah exactly. Sorry. Uh, the other quote I pulled, um, 
was about the characters more so. Yep. And it said, uh, instead, we're left with Gren, the man-child, yep. who is not very likable. He becomes something of a jerk after he gains his magic moral, gets worse when he realizes that it's manipulating him, and by the end of the novel, Gren stopped making inspiring speeches, <laughs> although I have to interject and say I don't remember any of those. That never he, happened. he argued with their leader, that, but yeah. Yeah, that never uh, happened. It is relying on physical violence and threats to get others to act. What a great guy. Ouch. Um, I, yeah, well, no, and again, I don't mind criticism of the characters and the way they're realized. I do think... And this actually raised a reading. This raised a question in my head because I had a reaction to it like, "Man, what a boring, simp- like simplistic reading of a character." Yeah. Like I didn't like the way he acted. That's fine, but sure. then, again, a, a piece of art is not about if you like it. That is not the. I get the again reaction, but it's just like if that's the reading. Okay. Yeah. Um, my question though, more so was. Because it did make me think then, like, oh, did you know these characters were they well realized? I mean, they're all you know basic in the in the not internet twenty eighteen way, yeah. in the way of like we want to survive. Perhaps we will reproduce. Maybe we will kill something. Yep. Um, they're simplistic in a way that we're told humans were before we evolved into humans. Maybe yeah. ape ape like people. Yep. Kind of um, like caveman. Do, do you think the do you think the characters? I mean, I read them as simple and many regards but i thought that kind of the moment that's why the moral is so critical to the meaning of the to the work like that's why it's interjection is is maybe the defining part of the story i remember texting you about that i was like yeah this story really takes a it twists like in a way that's introduced you kind of it's like it's bringing it's like bringing the fire to the caveman it's like okay yeah here is here is um like you're you're basically the hum the human characters in the book are so yeah everything is so simple and things are things are very dulled down and then the moral is it what it makes it makes the story complex and it makes it makes gren yeah. and uh Poily also um it makes them that much more interesting i mean yeah and i, 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 I into the, a little, I love the in this criticism, I love that. And he starts relying on physical violence and threats to get others to act. That is quite literally how the group worked initially. Like, I think there was a disagreement and then the, the women like posture against each other yeah. and they kind of like, yeah, it's just a, it's a violent, simple world yeah. where that is the, that is the cachet. You that's can't, the, you can't use your words, which I mean, most of these human characters can't. They have few. Yeah. Yes. They have very few. Or they have, you know, there's language, but not it's simple and everything is simple. It's, basically like grown children uh without you know with there's some reasoning but yeah it's it it is it is a lot their world is violent that is that is quite that is quite evident from the very beginning it's it's a it's how you survive you have to yeah and i I also don't want to read this comment in that i one thing that's bothered me about book clubs I've been a, tried to be a part of or have like joined and it is just a lot of the commentary does devolve into I liked X or oh I didn't like X. Like personal reactions, it's it's fine. That's a critical part of any, you know, literature or yeah. whatever, but like uh, you can elevate uh, again just to end it with the not a great guy comment is just that is the criticism to me that is always the least interesting yeah. like i didn't like him like uh, yeah. okay i mean do, would you like to would you care to yeah. elaborate Grimm's i mean not a good and i would guy. just have into it yeah yeah like is he meant yeah. to be is, i mean does the does the, the message of the work rely yeah. on that does the art do, is that what the art is trying yeah. to do like who like, cares 
<laughs> is kind of my can reaction. You be, can uh, you yeah. be a great um, guy in this world? Like in this in this futuristic that's a, yeah, that's a question too. What is the you know what's the benefit of that? It's uh, casual. We we have to go soon because we're already yep. over. Which I think is just how we're gonna roll here. But yep. <laughs> there was also a moment where. Um, that I, I could not tell God, I wish I had, I could find the moment, but when they're with the tummy belly men, which, yo, we made it through this whole podcast about talking about them, which it's, is, again, a, this book a has, disservice. A lot of yeah, it's a disservice. It really is. <laughs> we wrote, we, yeah, just stop listening to us yeah, forever. We messed they, up. We didn't talk about the tummy yeah, belly men at all. Uh, but they, at some point, there's language to indicate that they either have sex or maybe don't with uh, Yatmer again, what seems to be against her wishes. Like she's exhausted and like upset about what Gren yeah. and his mental state. Yeah. And it did make me think like, wow, is that, did he just write in the one, a one sentence like rape scene? Yeah. But, and then of course I had to think it, it, it's rape, right? But like, can they convey? They don't have an idea for yeah. that. When if an if a rhino took a mate that did not want was trying to is yeah. that rape? Is that like, like uh, in the most animalistic then, like mating? Like if yeah. two if two things can't yeah. communicate, which I mean, it, but, yeah, they can. but they can. It's anyway that moment deserves again its own unpacking. I just remember reading that and thinking like, should I react to this as if they're yeah, people? It, uh, or should I not? I mean, should, is this, and I think that again, is at the heart of the book, kind of a key question of the, of the work. And, yeah. you know, hopefully some readers write in about it or something. I, that was something again, we didn't get to talk about, but I remember reading that and kind of you, I, I winced or, you know, I wanted to think like, Oh man, like, geez. And it was a sentence and or two. Bruises, and then I thought, well, yeah, is, that, is even, that even like, uh, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those things you read and then you're like, wait a second, yeah. wait a second. Yeah, it was, I'm, I'm reacting to it in 2018 when there are laws and social movements yeah. and there's just uh, ethics and we have more like they don't have an ethic. They don't have a defined morality based on history and yeah, there's philosophy. No, there's and no right. And, there's like, no right or wrong. Really, there's yeah. no right time. Like there's right. no. Yeah, yeah, it's very like it just it is what it is. Yeah. One sec. I thought Gren was a great character. So take that. Take that. You, uh, uh, but no, I enjoyed his journey. Yeah. He's yeah, he's complex. <laughs> no, I don't. I didn't want to bring. I didn't want to bring the blog hate, but I did enjoy. I, th- both those comments are indicative of things, criticisms that I've heard before. That yeah, I like diving For into sure. that stuff. And this book, yeah, God, I, I would never want to portray any book as perfect. This has, I think, real pacing issues and a bit of it's redundant. Anyway, but yeah, still a worthwhile journey of uh, creepy. Yeah, fun for sure. It was definitely um, it was so much more than I thought it would be uh, a couple weeks ago when we started reading it. That's what you hope of good sci-fi. I think good sci-fi always raises. I always justify it. I it raises good questions that other kind of realistic literature either raises or it just doesn't do it in such a fantastical way, which I I find and I get invested in really easily. So Um, let's wrap this up, man, with the most important thing of all. And you even said a word to me about this, so I wonder if you forgot. We're going to keep going. We need a yeah. book for no, eight. No, I, uh, I was so, wondering where we were yeah. going to go with this. So, Well, so I figured since last month you didn't pick Hot House. Kind, kind, you kind of. of did, but I also just said, hey, w- do you want to pick this yeah. book? Let's read this. <laughs> uh, I figured I'd do the same this month. So I have three books Ooh. I've chosen, and I'm going to have you pick based on genre. I'm not going to tell right, you what nice. they are. So we can either do another novel. I picked one that I okay. always want to read. Uh, I also picked a graphic novel because that's, you know, fiction, but we'd change it up a bit because we did short yeah. stories or we could do nonfiction. And I chose, it's kind of like a narrative nonfiction. Ooh. So it's like a storytelling style, but it's nonfiction. Huh. Okay. 
Let's see. What do you think you're feeling? We do have to pick now and then announce it. Yeah, no, so. that's, I actually like this. Uh, <laughs> I like this uh, live uh, kind of this. This right, is the, this style. is the behind the scenes process stuff that uh, you you guys don't get to right. see, and this is. So I hope you get. I hope the listeners are buckling in for another hour and a half of heated <laughs> yeah. debate, and then uh, the podcast will fail, and then we'll have to, you know, re- you know, and then it'll it's, be another yeah, cycle. It's, uh, and yeah, that's like, the beautiful world of uh, pod podding. That's um, right, man. What do you? So what do you okay. think? The the novel thing since Hot House, it was sweet. Uh, I'm a fan of switching it up. Uh, and sure. I think variety yeah. is the spice of life. I kind of want to go with the graphic novel. Okay. We've never done one of those. I know. I, I think, I, no, actually I did make you do, this actually fits perfectly. When we did our book club together, not podcast, um, yep. I did make you try the very first, um, volume of saga, which is like a science fiction space opera type Yes, the graphic novel, which I've I stuck with. By the way, I st- I think it's very inventive, and the the images in it, I just I love the art. Yeah. Uh, so we're doing graphic novel then. Yes, I believe okay. so. So what we're gonna go with then is by the same author as that. Nice. Uh, I've enjoyed a lot of his work, Brian Vaughn, Brian K. Vaughn. Okay. Um, but instead, we're gonna go with one that was recommended to me, but I've never picked up, which is called Paper Girls. Okay. Which I think. It's about literal paper girls, like delivery of newspaper girls. <laughs> okay. But who, I, I'll read the Amazon quick. Uh, in 1980, 1988, four 12-year-old newspaper delivery girls uncover the most important story of all time. It says it's a suburban drama, and it has otherworldly mysteries collide in a story about nostalgia, first jobs, and last days of childhood. So kind of a young adult I mean, I'm sure it's adult, you know, in content, just because that's kind of what Brian Vaughn, yeah. I don't know. I've read a couple of these things that seems to be in his wheelhouse, but yeah. um, it's got kind of a minimalist art style. I always thought it looked cool. Yeah. And so sweet. we're going to do, we'll do, we'll do volume one then. It's on Amazon for $22, which is hardcover. So actually not a bad deal. Um, no, pretty sweet. We'll, we'll do, we'll do volume one of Paper Girls then. Dude. Sounds that is uh, for, for those who are going with paperbacks or whatever. It is apparently collects issues one through ten. So issues one through ten of Paper Girls, or you can just volume one, which is on Amazon. No, I'm looking it up now. Looks sweet, dude. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'd, I I trust the Brian Vaughn is a writer. He's done excellent things before. I don't know the artist Cliff Chang, but or Chiang, uh, but I'll check it out. Yeah, let me see. No, dude, this looks great. This looks really okay. this looks really sweet. Lock it in. It will be probably a shorter read, I would assume. Usually graphic novels go by pretty quickly. Yeah. So um, perfect. I'm gonna order it right now. Excellent. All right. Then uh, from the both of us, thanks for sticking with it. Thanks for listening to the whole episode. We appreciate you. We love you. You're amazing. And mom, especially you. Yep. Thank you for listening. It's all for you. Uh, Ryan, do you want to do the the sign off? Are we gonna make this a thing? Uh do you remember it? You don't remember. I don't remember it. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, oh, wait, I love no, it. Okay. No, uh, no, now I do. It's all coming back to me now. And yes, Here let's we go. try and yeah. make it a thing. Uh, sure, take your take a pause and do it. It's been great. It's been real. We'll see you between the pages. <laughs>